Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we are discussing Defenders Episode 8. I believe it's called Defenders. Yeah, it is. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. So, Jeff, Defenders is over. How do you feel? I feel sad and alone now because I'm no longer defended. Yeah, you're all alone, undefended. Yep. Uh, that's that's a healthy way to feel after a TV show. It leaves you. <laughs> that's uh, true. That's true. I just, I feel I'm exposed. My mm-hmm. emotion strings have been tugged on, and then it's like they just walked away. Yeah, man. I Did just, they I'm, walk into the sunset and leave us for, what, like probably three years before they'll get to another Defenders? If they ever do another Defenders? Yeah, if they do another they've got full team-up show. I feel like they've got to. They've got to do at least a partial team-up show. Or do you, like we, we talked about the idea of doing like other team-up shows. Like yeah. This was the Defenders, and they could do Marvel Knights, they could do blah, blah, blah. Here's for Hire, Dollars they did, the Dragon. They did make a big deal about these four finding each other and making it sound like they're a family now, um, which um, I hated in Suicide Squad when they were like, we're family now. We've known each other four hours. Uh, it just felt, it felt rushed. But I actually kind of bought it here. Yeah. Um, mostly because Danny is the one that needed the family, and he found it. And it seemed like, I don't know, it seemed legitimate. Is that is that some positive feeling toward Danny? Oh, no, definitely not. I'm just saying that Danny was the whiny one who needed a family. <laughs> And so it made sense that he would like, it made sense that he'd be so illogical to call them his family. You know what I mean? Like Diablo made no sense. Danny was like, Danny's just that sad of a human being that, uh, I'm just kidding. No, no, no. Uh, it just made a little more sense. They had, they bonded over their, it's, it, it just makes more sense to bond over your desire to save a city rather than the, the desire to be bad guys. Right? Totally. Makes a lot more sense. That's, that's just that's the classic Marvel DC debate, though. <laughs> yeah. So okay, let's move on from that. Um, okay. So Defenders episode eight. Defenders episode eight. We 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 find our heroes talking about blowing up a building. Like what? Spoiler alert! By the way, we're gonna, we're gonna spoil this episode. Um, uh, Whoops! Talking about blowing up a building. Eventually, they do blow up a building. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I thought it was interesting that they always, almost every major choice they had to make, they had to sit down around with the four of them, and somebody's not on board. You know? No, oh, yeah, that's how Luger. it always is. There's, yeah, you can't just be like, "This is this is the best plan," and everybody's like, "No, yeah, that makes sense." Mm-hmm. While we're over here, like, um, wait a minute, what you want to? Who? Yeah, uh, I still up. find it a little ridiculous. I do. I know it's a big it's a big defenders show and they got to do something big. But blowing up the building seemed a little irresponsible. There were a lot of people around that building and an architect is not the same thing as a demolitions expert. <laughs> and I feel like he might have made like who knows if his drawings with little red dots on them were accurate as to where the blow-ups need to happen, you know? Where the blow-ups need to happen. Yeah. So that, so, was a, that was a little strange for me. So you're not a demolitions expert either. I'm not a vocabulary expert either. <laughs> um, uh, I love that you said vocabulary. Yeah. <laughs> this is really drove the point home. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> uh, I think this show was a success. The, yes, it was. I 
I feel that it was a good show, a successful show that actually showed Danny growing from like Iron Fist one to Defenders eight. Danny finally had his full like now I can act like I'm an adult arc. We had some feedback about Danny and <laughs> I'm, still, I'm, get still, feedback I'm still about Danny. I'm still no. Most people are with you. Most people are like defend little Danny defenders that we got uh, got this week, and I we'll talk about when we get. Uh, to feedback episode, but I still didn't feel that strongly that Danny was any different. <laughs> okay, maybe it's that he's finally feeling responsible for the people in New York and the people around him and his actions. Right for anyone, like responsible yeah. for anyone. Sure, I, I I guess like they haven't made a good case. I'll just go and talk about what this this some of our feedback, and we'll talk about it a little more tomorrow or the next day when we drop our feedback episode, but. Uh, we had a little bit of talking about um, what the how how like the people of Kunlun 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 Kunluni. We got more uh, feedback about that. Yeah, too. the the the, <laughs> the people of Kunlun had taken him as a child and sort of uh, mistreated him. And the fact that he comes back sort of scarred and not fully emotionally developed and never dealt with his grief, I think is something they pointed out, yeah. uh, is not uh, a crazy thing and that we should give him a little slack for not fully... Not, it's not his job to stick with his oath that he made. But I just feel like... I don't feel like I was shown that enough. I know that we were shown him being beaten by monks like once like once yeah and then like that that point has and he's never spoken about the monks like they were that bad to him he's spoken about it like you know they saved me from the snow yeah but it was and, only those two I'm those sorry. two saved me from the snow right and I, I, i'm sorry i sometimes kids need beatings you know <laughs> that is a point of contention for a lot of people yeah i know um <laughs> You're probably going to get some hate mail from that. <laughs> yeah, uh, just sh- hit, hit me up with all your hate mail. Or all your support of spanking children. Um, <laughs> I don't think we're going to talk about any of it. <laughs> uh, but but with Danny, it's just... I don't get a sense that they treated him that poorly. Yes, that one shot of them beating him with rods seemed a little rough. <laughs> That seemed like a training session. It did seem like a training session to me. Like, I didn't take that as, like, they were toughening him up. Literally, when you're learning Kung Fu, like, people, like, literally strike their bones to cause micro-fractures, and then so that they'll grow back stronger. Like, Mm -hmm. I just thought it was, I didn't didn't take that as uh, a bad thing (laughs) to beat a child with rods. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I mean, I saw that it was like, ooh, that was rough childhood. But like, also, he should have died on a mountain. They they saved his life and trained him to be a warrior. And I guess the thing with Iron Fist is the fact that he wanted so badly to be the Iron Fist. If he had just like been Danny Rand all along and he wanted to leave Kunlun, I wouldn't feel bad that he left Kunlun. But he's like, <laughs> I want to be the protector of the land and then I'm going to leave it. Like I think it was that I want to be the strongest and earn this thing and yeah, I'll be the best. To me that What's doesn't, the best around here? I want that. To me that doesn't make a character I care about. It, that's that's the like that's the like Walter White of him. Like Yeah. Uh like uh Walter White 
from the very beginning of Breaking Bad. Everyone, everyone, everyone always asks, like, when did you fall off Walter White's being uh, a, a good guy? So, so, slight spoiler alerts for Breaking Bad. The whole the whole point of the show is he breaks bad. Yeah, he starts the teacher and slowly gets a, a crazier and crazier life as a drug dealer. Um, but dealer in quotation marks. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, he, yeah, whatever. He's all he's all kinds of does all kinds of drug things throughout the series. Um, but everybody always asks, when did you fall off of Walter White's like bandwagon? Yeah, and I always tell them it's the first episode. The first episode, when he refuses the help of his friends, he's too prideful. And that leads down the whole path. Mm-hmm. Like, And I always felt that way. From the, I was always like, he's making dumb decisions from the very beginning. <laughs> like, I still cared about him, but I never thought he was doing the right thing yeah. at all, ever. And, he, and that's the way with Iron Fist. I feel like his pride is like what led him to f- seek the Iron Fist. And then he received the Iron Fist. Danny, if you'd just been okay from... with being Fleshy Fist and yeah. like going out whenever you know the door opened, whatever. I wouldn't. I wouldn't feel so bad about him as a character. You know, <laughs> I, if if a guy just came back knowing Kung Fu and didn't like leave his post, I would feel better about it. You know, right. you know, and I might even feel bad for him for the way he was treated and the rough childhood he had. But he like embraced that childhood and became the def- defender of Kunlun. So and then he left. So you're saying, like, because he embraced it, he doesn't have a right to complain about it? Kinda. <laughs> Kinda. You and wanted this! He was you a, can't complain about he it! He was like a full-on adult, You're too. not allowed to! When he, when he, like, actually went and fought the dragon, it looked like he was pretty much an adult at that point. He, yeah. Yeah. Like, it, this isn't like he did this when he was 12. He embraced it when he was 12, and then he's realized he's actually psychologically scarred over it. He was like an adult who embraced it and, like, I'm going to be the leader. I'm going to be the defender. And then, eh, I'm going to head out. <laughs> you know, I'm the best here. I'm going to go see if I can be the best everywhere. <laughs> like, that's pride. That's not that's not a quality that I look for in my heroes. That's fair. Um, anyway, that's all neither here nor there. Uh, so, so that's how I still feel about Iron Fist. Okay. Did, they didn't win me over. They tried. Okay. He's better. He's definitely better in a team. It's cause, but I don't feel like, like Hulk's better in a team cause Hulk's awesome, but, uh, the team around him is kind of needed for some like structure. Uh, well, Iron Fist feels like he's better in a team because there's just one fourth the Iron Fist. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's mean. It's mean. It's hard to make stakes for the Hulk. You know? Yeah, for It's hard sure. to make stakes for somebody who's invulnerable, invincible, can't be stopped. But when you put him in a team, the stakes are his team. You know? Yeah. So, and they're a lot more vulnerable than he is. Mm-hmm. So, that's why the Hulk is better in a team. I think Iron Fist is better in a team because, like, you get... To downplay, or you get to play his naivety as comical naivety rather than irritating naivety. And rather than having to go jump back and forth between, I am a super wise defender of Kunlun. That was just bad writing and on the first all, I agree. I totally agree. That was just bad writing. Uh, and, and they just they just jump back and forth between, I'm this naive kid, and I am also the very wise defender of Kunlun with lots of, uh, I don't know, 
that seeming With wisdom. With lots of zen sayings. Yeah, just, uh, I don't know. He had a lot Did, of zen quotes for you. Didn't work for me. Uh, anyway, we're, we're, we're really getting off track. Uh, that's not really what happened in episode eight at all. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I but I do appreciate that you like him better, and that's great. I like I'm I'm glad that people are I coming just, around. I like what's coming. I like where they're going with him because it looked like uh, Matt whispered to him, you know, at the end, protect my city, and yeah. it looked like at the end, you know, Danny was lighting up the fist and sitting on a rooftop. So we either get Iron Fist protecting the city, which yeah. you know we're supposed to have, which was great. I lo- it's such a daredevil shot at the end. Yep. Of of him on the rooftop. Alternatively, they could going forward put Danny Rand into the suit so that Danny Rand can throw off the scent of people thinking, you know, uh, Matt Murdock disappeared at the same time Daredevil did. So yeah. obviously Matt Murdock is Daredevil. He did that in the Civil War comic. Um, Iron when, Fist did. Yeah, Danny Rand got the oh. Daredevil suit on so that he could throw people off of Matt Murdock's scent while Matt Murdock was incarcerated. That's awesome. So that would be, like, that would if be Matt cool. Murdock's incarcerated and Daredevil's still out there, obviously Daredevil is not Matt Murdock. I mean, and, you know, they could do a classic like Batman thing where they just have him show up for a moment. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. have 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 it very publicly. Matt Murdock meets Daredevil like mm-hmm. in some public way, and that's all you need. They could. They could also just let Danny be Daredevil for a little bit. Have him running around in the suit yeah, for a little and bit. It sounds like it seems like Daredevil's a lot of commission. Do you think it was wise of them to show that he survived the building falling? Yes, as for hype of the next season, because and you're going to get excited about this too. Okay, so, but it might be kind of spoilery, so spoiler alert ish. Okay, spoiler alert for, for comics, right? The comics. So yeah, what, what, for Daredevil what? season three. Possibly going with comics. What this convent thing might mean for the comic from the comics. The shot that they showed, like the the camera angle and everything, is straight off of the Daredevil arc, Born Again, and you know that happened in like the eighties, whatever. But Maggie is Daredevil's mother. Okay, Uh, Matt Murdock's mother, rather. (laughs) Right. She gave birth to Matt and then went off to be a nun. I I don't remember why, but uh, the major plot point of it is that. Daredevil gets the absolute crap kicked out of him by Wilson Fisk and left to die. And Maggie finds him and nurses him to health. But Wilson Fisk knows who Matt Murdock slash Daredevil is. Like, he, he, he makes the connection. So he works as hard as he can to bring Matt Murdock down in every way possible. Like, gets him disbarred gets his uh, his house foreclosed on or taken away in some way. Um, the pe- like turns tries to turn everybody against him, turns the public against him, outs him publicly, like does everything he can to make Matt's life absolute hell before he wants to kill him. And like there's a Daredevil imposter that was outfitted by um, the guy who made Fisk's suits. Potter, yes. Melvin Potter. Right. Um, there's a there's an imposter, like a Daredevil imposter, that's trying to tarnish Daredevil's good name. That you know he was hired by Wilson Fisk. Like all of these things right. that that Fisk. So they is might doing. be doing some sort of big Fisk art coming up, right? And the guy that and like, um, or at least doing stuff with his mother, uh, which will be interesting. Yes, and guess who gets called in to be kind of the big bruiser uh, on the street. Uh, Nuke. 
Ah, that makes sense. Nuke gets called in. So we've already got Nuke in the MCU in the Netflix verse. We can have that. We can have that easily. Yeah. And the uh, the the person that saves Matt from all of this toward the end is Captain America. And Captain America beats Nuke and like says that he's uh, you know, with the flag painted on his face, like he's dishonoring the stars and stripes, takes him to prison. But we've got somebody else because obviously Captain America is not going to show up on Netflix. Like as much as I hate to admit that, it's not going to happen. Yeah, probably. However, not. Nuke Will Simpson in the MCU was a, um, a, is a is a combat veteran. Very easy to link him up with Frank Castle's group. Oh, and have Frank yeah. Castle show up to save Daredevil yeah. in, in season three and say that he's dishonoring the memory of their battalion, platoon, their group, whatever. Absolutely. Like, all of that could happen exactly like that, and that's really exciting. Yeah, that sounds great. Especially with... Actually, that, you know, we, I, don't, I don't know if we've ever talked about that before, but that seems like it could be a good tie-in, like, if, uh, you know, we know that Nuke was an ex... Uh, like some sort of special forces person right. who got on this drug. And what if uh, all this stuff with Castle's family dying might tie into that? Tie into IGH? Yeah. Could be. That that could be a reason that all this happened was that to keep this, like, whatever drug that Nuke's taking under wraps. Um, that's cool. That's cool. I, that's all good possibilities. Um, all right. What are we missing with this episode that we need to talk about before we move on uh, for the day? Uh, I feel like Colleen had a cool arc this season. Yeah. Um, not much, I guess, our uh, arc may be overstating it. Uh, she just had a good face off with Bakuto, Bakuto a few times, which I don't know. I just liked that they used her so much. Yeah. I think it's because she was your favorite part of Iron Fist. She was. And so I think it was cool that they kind of, I don't know, they didn't ignore her. Because I feel like a lot of the characters, uh, the side characters, got a little sidelined, partially because they weren't fighters right you know? they, they they still yeah, they did just things. kind of parked everybody in the police precinct and then yeah. left them there like all I right, how many bye. days they shot in that police precinct like if they organized it the right way they probably could have just shot for a couple of days and gotten all those characters done with their parts you know yeah <laughs> um i'm just gonna set up this police station looking building for a few days shoot everything um yeah i thought colleen was awesome uh jessica jones had a cool you know some cool, like, emotional steps for her and, like, embracing her role as a hero. Uh, I wonder what that will mean for her going forward. Luke, I mean, I, I just think all of the characters really, like, stepped up, obviously, in a way that they haven't in the past to fight a bigger threat to go further than they have in the past. She's not just investigating. Um, he's not just defending Harlem. Um, Daredevil's not just stopping petty crime, you know? Yeah. He, he, Daredevil embraced the war with the hand, which he's always, like, said is not his war. Yeah. Um, that's, uh, those, those three characters really all moved... Move forward in their idea of becoming a hero. You know, that yeah, and the then H he word. went on to sacrifice himself. Yeah. Like, he knew that he wasn't coming out of there. He earned that H word. Yeah. So, so I think, I think they are, they're all moving more towards being heroes and not just, not, not even necessarily as street level as they have been in the past. That's, that's cool. I'm excited. I'm excited. Yep. I, um, uh, I really want Luke Cage and Iron Fist to be like, best bros forever 
you know, startup heroes for hire. Right. I'm assuming that they'll, that. uh, I'm assuming that they'll, uh, like show up in each other's shows now that they've been introduced. Oh, they have to. Um, I I don't know how much, but it would be neat for them to, I'd like to see more of like the Luke Cage's world meeting Danny Rand's world, you know, <laughs> just how different it is. Like private planes meeting like the streets of Harlem, you know, like, <laughs> Big, it'd be, it'd be, and I'd like, I'd like to see Danny lands like, on a rooftop, do like, some things to help out in the city, you know, yeah. like really see, start a maybe, soup kitchen, right? Like maybe Luke will help help him see some of the actual problems in the streets, yeah, and maybe they can work together to solve them. Um, like for the record, in comics, Danny Rand does open a soup kitchen. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I, I'm excited about where we're going from here. Um, yeah. We, man. Next thing's Punisher. Yep, next thing is Punisher. It's we still don't have a release date on that. Um hmm. it's people are like directors are saying that's going to happen in November, but right. we still don't have an official release date. And like we even got recently uh the Punisher episode titles were dropped on on Twitter in Morse code, but still dropped on Twitter. <laughs> Why are they being so weird? Why are they being so weird? Uh, I, I don't know, man. But, like, Punisher should be coming soon. That's rad. We just don't know when. <laughs> well, uh, I guess I guess we'll, we'll, we'll know soon. And uh, I guess that's pretty much all I have to say about Episode 8. How about you? Anything? I don't think I got anything else about it. Um, oh, is the hand dead? Do you think the hand's oh, dead? No, nah, the hand's never dead. I mean, like, not the organization, but the actual five. I don't think Gao is dead. Yeah, she she seemed pretty uh, resigned to the end. At the end, she says she did. She tells she tells Moonbear guy who we still don't know his name that it's the Murakami. end. Makami Murakami Murakami. Okay. Yes. He was all confused, like, "What is this?" And she's like, "It's the end." And then Matt survived. We so, saw them transport some of the bones, though. Yeah, out of the place. Uh, do we know that they got them out? No, though? we don't. We don't. We know that they got them into a case. We know. Well, here we know they got them in the case. We know that they're being carried by like hand thugs. Yeah, and we know that at the end, all that was left were the four hand members in there. Yeah. So some one of those thugs made it out, as far as I understand. As far as I see that, one of those thugs made it out. Had to have. Had to have. With I mean, with, with a case full lived. of the substance, which means. They can bring people back to life. And they've got a, you know, army of people that will be looking for them. And I'm assuming that normally what happens when they die is their acolytes collect their body and re- bring them back. Yeah. Um, and do you th- I guess removing the, the head is a permanent death? Or is it? Because we, it seems like Nobu's dead permanently. The way that, the way that yeah, the way that uh, Stick said it, Whenever he cut Nobu's head off, he's like, "I'm gonna kill you, so to make you know, make sure you can't come back." And that seems to be removing the head. Bakudo's yeah. head was removed. Uh, Alexander's head was removed. That's right. But we still have like Murakami was just impaled on a spike. Yeah, and, and Gao had crushed a, by a crushed building. Bu- building dropped on her. Uh, they both had buildings dropped on them, but so did Matthew, and somehow he survived. And he's just human. Yeah, they're all like sort of somehow you know en- enhanced um maybe electra saved matt because matt, electra does have powers of some sort yeah the brux guy 
we just we just don't know. I'd like to see. I, I'm, I'll be a little upset if we never find out what happened, yeah. <laughs> like how they got out of there, because. Uh, how Matthew just ended up at a convent is will will perplex me if they it's, never. It's bewildering. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, I think that that's going to be the uh, the he got beat down portion of the born again story because you know that happens early. Okay. So I think that that's going to be the the trigger point for that. That's how I see that happening. As far as like how he got out, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, man. We'll leave it up to the writers to try to convince me. So, uh, question, was that, do you think that that was just a cave, or that that was a uh, a mystical portal to Kunlun on the other side, and they just never went through it all the way? That's a really good question. Because they never addressed it. They didn't address it. They and were just like, this is a dragon. Based on the fact they didn't address it, it makes me think there's just, somehow there's a dragon. Under New York. Under New York. In a random cave. And it doesn't really make a lot of sense to me why that would be there, but yeah, uh, apparently it is. <laughs> so there we go. <laughs> um, I guess maybe we'll learn more later, but maybe not. That might be just the end of that storyline, and I, I guess we just have to assume that for some reason, uh, Shao Lao the Undying <laughs> was at one point was in, at one point in the center of New York and got punched in the heart. I guess. I mean, Danny said you desecrate Sha Lao. So that, I mean, that says to me, these bones are Sha Lao. Yeah, I think so. And then Gao's like, you punched him in the heart. Right. Like, that was part of the ritual, Gao. Come on. You should know that. Yeah, I've, I, I, don't, I really don't know what we're supposed to believe about why those things are there. <laughs> why those bones are there. Yeah. But, I don't know. Yeah. I've. No clue. I, I wanted it to be a portal. I wanted him to walk through it and go, oh, hey. Uh, yeah, I wanted it to be here. the sub. I and everybody's okay. I thought the substance was going to be something found in Kunlun, and they they were going to just return to Kunlun, and it was going to be like the big showdown of like, oh, now it's actually time to protect Kunlun. Like, no, it's just We have to fight broth. the hand. But it's just, yeah, it's, it's just, just dragon bone broth. Yeah. They're stock, I guess. That seems strange. But okay. <laughs> um, all right. Nah, man. You're supposed to drink uh, drink broth when you're sick. So you drink dragon bone broth when you're dead. Yeah, totally. And it'll bring you back. Totally. Yep. Um, great. Well, uh, I guess that's all for us on episode eight. But this is not the end of Dar Defenders Talk. Uh, we are about to, uh, probably uh, two days from now, we're going to drop our... Uh, Defenders feedback episode where we're going to talk about all your feedback um, that you've been sending in. We've got a bunch, and so we'll be dropping that um, in the next couple days. And we're also got a new news and feedback episode coming up. So uh, stick around. We got like three episodes to drop this week. So excited to talk to you all. All right. Uh, we are the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. Hit us up at mcucast.com, at mcucast on Twitter, facebook.com slash mcucast, mcucast at gmail.com, or call us at 573-CAST-MCU. If you want to support the show, uh, go to patreon.com slash mcucast. You'll never be charged for more than one uh, episode a week. Uh, so, so even if we're dropping three or four or eight, you'll just get the one charge. So, uh, so support us over there. Uh, throw us a couple bucks a week or whatnot if you like the show if you get value we would like uh to allow you the opportunity to throw some value back our way we appreciate you guys all thank you so much uh we'll be back tomorrow 
with more MCU cast. Until next time, true believers. Thank you.